Patrician Dooley on SAFM. You are live on SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide and on DSTV channel Audio Bouquet 814. I'm Patricia Nungulegunduli. So right now on the Facts of Faith, we are going to be looking at something that's uh, moving the entire country in a direction we are quite not sure of, uh, and that is uh, politically to speak. Uh, during the past week, uh, we saw that a parliamentary Section 89 or 89 panel of independent experts released a report finding that President Soromaposa has a case to answer regarding the Palapala farm theft saga, which took place in 2020. Now, the panel, which the National Assembly Speaker Nosiviwe Mapisa Ngakula uh, established, has found that uh, President Ramaphosa had deliberately intended to ensure that the investigation of the crime uh, or crimes rather which were committed at his farm in Limpopo were not openly probed. We are going to be speaking to Bishop Maroti Mashashane uh, who is the president of the South African National Christians Forum and uh, just to get the perspective on what the, the, the Christian faith uh, and religion has to say around this particular uh, issue uh, is is there standing where Christianity can come in and um, and and beg questions and bring solutions when politics is a, a shaky in such a nature uh, I know when we look back in our history in apartheid times Christianity played a huge role in galvanizing people calming people teaching people and uh, trying to restore calm within our country can this be the case now? Looking at what other leaders have said, I mean, the EFF um, has called on uh, President Sir Ramaphosa to step down following the recommendation of the Section 89 independent panel that was tasked to probe the Palapala sca uh, farm scandal. Action SA, on the other hand, leader Herman Mashaba has called for the president uh, to be impeached without further delay. While the DA ch Chief Whip, uh, Siviwe, uh, says that the party will study the report um, by the Section 89 independent panel and make an announcement on steps to be taken going forward. A lot of leaders have spoken about this. I mean, the likes of uh, UDM leader Bando Lumisa has called for the president to resign following the damning findings uh, made against him by the Section 89 panel probing uh, the Palapala scandal. What does the Christian faith say. With that, Bishop Marodi Mashashane, like I said earlier, President of the South African National Christian Forum, is going to be talking to us around this. A very good evening, Bishop. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. We are humbled to be in the platform. Now, Bishop, uh, I mean, the Christian faith uh, is known to be very vocal when it comes to politics in South Africa. Um, we have seen, you know, the voice and heard the voice and the presence of the Christian faith in all spheres of our society. Is there a sentiment around what has been um, tabled out around this uh, parliamentary Section 89 panel of independent experts? Is there a sentiment coming from the Christian Forum? Uh, thank you very much for the question. Let me start by saying um, it is now a hard time that we need to teach the society 
including the religious leaders, that politics and religion are not contrary to each other, but they need to go in parallel when we're talking of building a balanced democratic society. Indeed, as South African National Christian Forum, we are very much uh, happy with the report because we have been saying it from long back that our president is lacking ethical code of conduct or behavior, and he is not who he seemed or claimed to be. If you can remember in the meeting that he invited us last year during the unrest, I spoke to him in front of the media, in front of a number of uh, panelists that I see your kingdom coming to an end unless you change otherwise. So we are very much happy with the transparency that was uh, demonstrated in the handing out of the report. And we pray and advise the president to do the right thing. So, with your interaction with the president uh, much earlier on, as you have mentioned, um, you were bold enough to say, look, you are seeing that things are not well, uh, the foundation is rocky. My question is based on what you have said, that he, he is lacking ethical code of conduct. What informs what ethical code of conduct is? Are you taking it based on the Christian faith or is it global standards of ethics? We are speaking, hands have indicated that uh, we are not politicians, but as Christian leaders, we are also carrying a political agenda. When we're talking of ethical leadership, we are expecting one to be honest, one to be respectful, somebody who is fair, is transparent. And in this case, unfortunately, our president lacks all of the above. Sure. That's a, a very, um, you know, uh, a damning statement, if I may put it that way, uh, on the president uh, coming from the Christian faith. What sort of leadership are we looking for? Because transparency is one thing uh, that all people are looking for within a democratic nation. But when it comes to the viewpoint of Christianity, uh, knowing that Christianity is also very invested in politics, what leadership are we looking for? And maybe let's take it from the context of um, the holy text, the Bible. Indeed. Uh, biblically, when you read the Bible in the book of First Corinthians chapter number 3, from verse number 1 going to verse number 7, it gives us a list of the qualifying criteria for anyone who wants to be an overseer. In other words, somebody who wants to be an example or a leader. And uh, you go on, it's giving you the transparency to say the person needs to be blameless. He 
this case, our president has been blamed in a number of things, starting from Marikana and, uh, you know, promising that I will be going there to apologize, which he never did. So all those, it is against the, 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 the code of ethics, because when we talk of uh, honesty, People are unable to trust, indeed, to those who frequently lie or omit the facts. So in this case, our president would lie. Our president would twist his tongue. Today he will confess that, yes, he was dealing with uh, Busasa. Then tomorrow he will come and twist the statement. The other day he will be going and say, no, my information about uh, CR-17 must not be unsealed. He will even go to, to, to court to defend that he must not seem to be transparent. So all this, when it happens, it is destroying the image and the trust that people had to on him as a, a new dawn leader. So we're looking at that, and that comes to a simple thing that says the man does not, number one, respect the office that he is in. Number two, he doesn't respect the Constitution. Number three, he doesn't respect us as the society. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, leaders in uh, the Old Testament. I'm thinking of the likes of Gideon, who was the son of Joash uh, from the yeah. Amorite clan in the tribe of Manasseh. And uh, he was a leader of the Israelites. He won, you know, diverse victories of the, over the Midianites, right, army. And this is despite a lot of challenges. He was a leader that I think showed boldness and passion, filled with heart. And he, he, he was always racing towards the goal, led, obviously, by, uh, by, by truth and the word of God. Another leader I'm looking at is a leader such as Joseph in the Bible. Um, I mean, Joseph exemplified authentic leadership in practice, and it was more servant leadership. Um, he was a slave at some point, but when he came into power, because of him, even during drought, there was corn to eat for the people uh, of Israel while he was in Egypt. So why are we lacking such astute leadership uh, in South Africa, uh, Bishop? Because and, and maybe perhaps we should throw it out of South Africa as well and say across the globe. Leadership is always um, in a quagmire with morals and also with, with what, especially if we're taking it from the Christian faith, what the text says a leader is. Thank you very much. Indeed, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the reason why we're lacking such a leadership standard in our today's society. It is precisely starting from my first sentence that says, uh, politics and religion are not anti each other. They should go as parallel. But in our society, we had that wrong mentality of saying Christians must not get involved 
on the politics. They only speak of heaven and that's all. When you start talking about the agenda of our day-to-day lives, it's like, you know, you are backsliding or you are of the world. And that is precisely the reason why we Christians, we always come as people who complain about the decision taken, the legislature that is already signed into law, because we are not involved when decisions are made. So, let's go back to to the issue of the good leader you mentioned, uh, Joseph, the man who even invited his family or, or his brothers to come and eat. But with this present uh, leadership we are here, they are eating for themselves. They're making space for themselves, and they don't get enough. Instead, they don't listen or associate themselves with the poor or the vulnerable society. And the Bible stated very well that when the righteous gain the power, the nation uh, rejoices. But when the, 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 the unethical or the evil gain the power, the nation is mourning. And that is what we see now. It is the time that the church needs to take a lead. The church needs to come and demonstrate what is a leadership. Not even talk, talk, but get involved and say, we are taking the bait and we are moving with it. Otherwise, uh, it is very simple. No fruit falls too far from its fruit. Jesus is saying, you will know them by their fruit. So it is, it is, and it is just important that you can pray for an apple tree to bear uh, oranges. So we always pray for ungodly people to bear the good fruit. You can't draw the sweet water from a a bitter well. So it is the time that we need to put the right people who will throw and give us the right fruit that we are expecting. You can't change the fruit of the tree. Mm, yeah, the fruit of the tree cannot be changed. And I remember a scripture in the New Testament where uh, Jesus said, if this fig tree cannot bear, it might as well just die. It does not bear fruit. It's useless. So do you feel that in this case, um, since no good fruit is being produced from what you're saying, uh, there should be some drastic action that is taken based on this Palapala Pala case? Uh, definitely. Definitely, if the tree can, cannot uh, give us the fruit, the only thing we need to do is to care for the, uh, the tree and say nobody will ever expect to eat from you. So you just need to be withered and be thrown in the fire. That is the position. AMC is not going to give you any ethical leader. Not. So we just need to get a new tree. Whether 
whether you go to another branch, as long as it is in the same tree, then you're expecting the same. You look at it, the only first leader, Nelson Holitlasa Mandela, he is the only one who managed to finish a test. And again, he was lucky that it was only one test. But all of them, none of ANC president leave the office with a smile and celebration. Yeah, that has been the case. Um, but looking at uh, the issue of transgression versus grace versus forgiveness uh, that is cited in the Bible where we are employed to forgive 77 times 7 times a day uh, when someone transgresses against you, uh, should we not be employing this uh, principle of showing grace and forgiveness to the president for this one transgression? Uh you are correct, but sometimes when we quote the scriptures, we omit some ways. The very same scripture you are quoting from, it says you can forgive a person seven times seven as long as he repents. So in this case, we have seen that A and C and its cater. They are unrepenting animals. So in this case, the president, even when we can see that the, the fact though you are trying to hide them, he's still saying, no, I didn't do anything wrong, because he cannot repent. The book of Proverbs says, he who conceals his sins will not prosper, but the one who confesses and uh, repent, they will get the mercy. So you get mercy when you are transparent and honest. Being honest, it doesn't mean or is not equal to being a, a, profession, a perfectionist. You, you are honest even in the fact that you, find you, you will be blamed or you will be found wanting. But the fact that you've been honest, the fact that you've been transparent, you are creating a room for discussion and a room for the forgiveness and a room for people to trust you once again. Bishop, um, as we continue with our conversation, I'd like us to look at another issue here. I mean... um, as 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 a, a country, we've been marred with a lot of corruption. As you say, um, most of our presidents, in fact, all have not left office. Um, you know, amicably, they left office because of one scandal or the other, or one issue or the other. Now, this brings to mind the fact that corruption in the country is quite rife. As a Christian religious organization group, um, do you still have confidence in the president, this current standing president, President Sir Ramaphos? Uh, our organization, South African National Christian Forum, we have stated in a number of occasions publicly that we do not have a trust in the sitting president. 
Sure. Yeah, Bishop, it's a, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Um, as we are speaking right now, we are not really sure what is to happen in the next coming days. However, we are aware that, uh, you know, the president will be called in and obviously steps will be taken. Do you f believe that the president might, um, you know, heed to calls or do you have uh, recommendations uh, for him to either resign, be impeached or stay in office and be given another uh, opportunity to redeem himself? Um. Let me start, before answering the question, start by saying we, as the body of Christ, we are not sure. And uh, we cannot say we do not know what's going to happen. I publicly prophesied that in the month of November, this president will be kicked out of the office. The month of November is the 11th month. 11 means number four of the second seven. When you count number seven, then you start another set of sevens. 11, number 11 becomes number four. And that number four reveals the book of Genesis chapter one. That's number four. God said, let there be light. The light, everything that was hidden, is now becoming public. And if you read your Bible, the, the 11th book in the Bible, it is the book of First Kings. And if you look at First Kings chapter number 11, it is where the fourth king, Akalia, lost the power, and that government was divided into, into two. The first king who fall was in the book of First King, chapter number 11. So our president, it is the fourth king, the fourth president in the democracy. And in the 11th month, him being the fourth, it is where ANC is going to be splitted and divided and lose its power. Nevertheless, coming back to your question, uh, we feel that the president may be blessed and great to have honest advisors, not the advisors who have been telling him not to take the society into confidence. If he gets the right advisors, they must tell him to simply resign and leave with that bit of dignity. Otherwise, he is not going to survive the motion. He is going to be impeached. It's going to be to leave the office with embarrassment and losing a number of, uh, uh, you know, uh, the legacy that he was trying to build as a champion of fighting corruption. Meanwhile, he is also corrupt as it is coming out. And again, if he is to be impeached, it means we might be led into 
number one, early elections, which we do not recommend because they have failed to deal with the constitutional order of changing the electoral system to accommodate independent candidates. So obviously, going for early election is definitely to be another drama. But being impeached, he will have to go out together with his entire cabinet. That is to dissolve the entire uh, 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 administration, and which going to be a bit harsh to his colleagues who have been trying also to protect him. Unfortunately, he is not that lucky like uh, President Zuma. President Zuma was being able to be protected by the parliament because they've got the majority. But in this instance, the very same majority parliamentarians of ANC are divided into numbers. So there's no way that he is going to survive the motion. And unfortunately, he cannot be also be given another chance for him to correct himself because the panel have found, uh, you know, and declared that he has breached the code of the uh, uh, Constitution, which is what is the first requirement for anyone to occupy that office to say, I will uphold, I will protect and promote the Constitution. So he is a compromised president as we speak. He's really delinquent constitutional uh, president. Uh, Bishop, what should Christians be doing now um, to to stand behind your your stance as a Christian religious group? Christians uh, need to come together in solidarity today. I have asked him to appoint an inquiry to find out how people were shot in the church praying during the lockdown. Until today, they did not do that. I have held meetings with the top uh, uh, ANC leaders about these matters. They keep on promising they never come out and condemn the shooting of the church. Now, what I'm trying to say is, Let's use our platform, our connection with our congregants to advise them to vote in the right way. And therefore, we are saying, let us change uh, the voting. Let us change and give other people another platform. We've got so many ethical leaders in the country that can take us into another level. ANC... We appreciate they have tried to take us from Egypt, but unfortunately, like Moses, they died before they put us into Kenya. Our people are not celebrating any freedom. When you ask them during the Freedom Month, or they don't know what you're talking about. Next month, when you apply, they say no. Your bank account reflected that there was money deposited into your account last month, so we cannot uh, pay you or approve it. Referring to the same money which they themselves have deposited, the three feet. So you have to 
So our people are just in the worst scenario than during the apartheid. And I am saying that publicly so because I know people have been made to believe that when you compare so-called democracy and uh, apartheid, you are doing something that you deserve to be killed or be taken to, to, to prison or a, you are committing a sin. So unfortunately, unless we change how we vote, then we are still going to get the same results. It doesn't matter how many times you are doing something. As long as you do it in the same way you did it before, you are likely to get the same results you got you got before. Bishop, thank you so very much uh, for um, joining us uh, this evening and thank you for shedding light. Uh, we now know where you as uh, the South African National Christian Forum stand. And we, like I said earlier, will be looking with abated breath to find out what the next couple of days and weeks hold for us. We know the ANC um, conference is coming up very soon in December. It's only two weeks and uh, we, we're going to see then what's to happen and what's to come but we do appreciate your thoughts and for you joining us thank you very much for having us and on behalf of the entire country we are saying let us hold hands together let us pray for our lovely country yes it is only christians who are the salt of the world who can change the situation the food is so sour, nothing is tasteful in this country until we stand as a church. I want to say, together we are better. Christians are 84% of the majority in the country. If we can come together and speak in one voice and stand against the injustice, this country can be the canon. Thank you very much. That was Bishop Maroti Mashashane, who is the president of the South African National Christian Forum.